Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. As always, alongside me today, my brother from the same mother, Alex. How you doing, buddy? I am uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. We got a bunch of sports in. Uh, it feels like Christmas, playoffs, hockey, ba- basketball. Uh, it's all great, man. Look, I'm ready. I'm. We got to... We got to do a live. Um, I'm pretty much done with this virtual stuff. I think the next pod we need to uh, get together already. T- tell me when, bro. I'm in. I was I was thinking I, about it earlier. I've been doing this for your benefit. I've been doing it this way because every time we talk about the virus, you're like, oh, I'm afraid. I'm scared. You know me. Wait, 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 wait. So I'm like, all right, man, we'll do virtual. I don't want you to. I don't want you to come on the podcast and be crying and nervous and wearing a mask and a hazmat suit and all that. I want you to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I think the next one we should we we need to start back up uh, doing the, you know, get into a regular pod. I'm in. I'm in like Flint, hey, man. So real, real quick before we get rolling into sports, I went to visit mom and dad on Friday night, right? And on the way back, you know, it's it was late, right? Nine, ten o'clock at night or whatever. And so we're driving back, and it's my wife, you know, my two kids in the back, right? And so usually, my youngest will fall asleep if if it's that time, you know, yeah. like she'll just fall asleep. And I was under the impression that she she was asleep. So, you know, my oldest son is on the phone. My wife is on her phone, and of course, you know, dad, right, is just driving with, you know, nobody to talk to. So, but thank God there's a radio. Right. So the commercial comes on the radio, and I can't, I can't remember the brand. I wish I did, because I would definitely shout them out. But it was a commercial. And I can't remember the, the radio station I was listening to either, but it, but I remember the fucking commercial. And the commercial was a, uh, uh, you know, commercial about a condom. And I shit you not, bro. It was the most descriptive <laughs> advertisement of a condom that I ever heard, especially like on the especially on the radio. I don't think I've ever heard a condom commercial. I'm telling you, I promise you, because after the, I'm, I listened to the whole commercial, like I was so engaged into the commercial as I was looking ahead driving, right? To see where the fuck I was going, that I totally forgot who else was in the car with me. <laughs> and after the commercial, I say, I snapped to say, Oh shit! I turn around to see if my daughter is uh, asleep, and she was awake, but she was on her phone playing. Mm-hmm. But I know how kids are; their eyes are focused on the phone, but their ears are listening to right. what the parents are talking about. So it was very cra- that, like that's never happened to me. But I was so, I was so into the commercial <laughs> that I, I wish. I mean, they advertise the hell out of this condom. I, I wish, if I ever need one, I wish I knew what, what this condom was. <laughs> I mean, 
So, but whatever, random thought. That's what happened. I thought it was, I thought it was a, it was funny and it was like an oh shit moment at the same time. I was like, oh my God, did my daughter just hear that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, funny story about driving and paying attention to what's on the radio and stuff. One of my, I remember this as vividly as if it happened yesterday. I was a kid, you weren't around yet. So I was like, this was not long before you were born. So I was like nine at the time. And uh, maybe a little bit younger, maybe eight or seven. I don't know. But around there, you were not around. I know that. And um, my parents and myself were driving into work and school, right? Because I went to school in the city. And at the time, our Uncle Pablo was working either close by or something. But for some reason, he was driving us to work, right? So he was driving and it was my mom, my dad, and myself in the car. <clears throat> and um, we're on the freeway, but you know, during rush hour, the freeway is only going about 25, 30 miles an hour. It's like being on a regular street, right? And, um, and, and we're going and the radio's on, it's the news, right? It's early in the morning. And uh, my dad's in the front, I'm in the back, mom, mom and I are in the back. And, but I always used to kind of like sit in the middle and, and look up ahead. I always wanted to see where we were going, how we were getting there, you know, stuff like that. And we're driving along and, you know, it's, it's, it's not stop and go, but it's like, you, you know, you, you, you get down to 15 and you get up to 35, you go back down to 15 and for the exit or the entrance or merging on or off or whatever on, on the BQE or whatever. And um, <clears throat> all of a sudden we're, we're going about 30 and I see a, a row of cars in front of us, and you see the red brake lights. They had all stopped, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. <clears throat> and, uh, and so I said, Uncle Pablo. And my dad goes, and my dad said the same thing. Well, he didn't call him Uncle Pablo. He called him Pablo. He goes, hey. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he slams on the brakes, and the car starts fishtailing like the brakes are it's like the brakes are like fuck it i can't do anything we got too much momentum fishtailing he swerves just a bit misses the car in front of him thank god there was no one coming up alongside of us and and, the, and then the traffic keeps moving so he immediately gets back behind the car that was in front of him just miss rear-ending it and my dad goes what the hell was wrong he goes he goes <laughs> he goes I was listening to the news and I heard about the, because they were talking about two small airplanes crash collided in the air. He's like, how the hell do they collide in the air? He goes, that's right. They don't have traffic lights up there. (laughs) And he was like, you know, just trying to figure out how the hell all these planes don't just crash into each other all the time because there's no lights up there. And I'm like sitting in the back, you know, basically shit my pants. But I mean, I remember that like it was just, and then right after he said that, my dad's like, hey, dumbass, pay attention to what's going on down here. And we just, we all just started laughing and it was like, we all got scared for a second, but we all had a good laugh about it. And you know, our uncle Pablo is a bit of a jokester. And I think my dad half didn't believe him, (laughs) but we laughed about it. We laughed the rest of the way to work. It was just one of those things, man. It was a good time. Yeah, no, I was so into that commercial that it was probably only 20 seconds long, but it felt like it was two minute long commercial. It was like 
really crazy. So I thought, but I thought you were going to tell me something about getting so enthralled in the commercial that you almost hit somebody and uh, no, no. missed your turn to go home and got lost or something like that. That would have been cool. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, and for the record, just because I was not born when that story happened, it doesn't mean I wasn't around. I was around, bro. I was somewhere. Yeah. I, don't think so. <laughs> I mean, let's think about that for a second. I was somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been like the half of you that came from mom, you wouldn't have been there. Cause that no, stuff, no. That, that stuff cycles out. Right. 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 But with, with, with the half that came from dad, I was with dad the whole time. I don't know how that works. <laughs> we're gonna have to figure out. We're gonna have to make a a biology episode of this podcast because I don't know. Like, <clears throat> do you have like, like, do you have a million soldiers and they're just walking around waiting to be shot out, and then eventually, you know, you shoot them out. I don't know, a hundred at a time or whatever. <laughs> I mean, look, I was the strongest soldier at that. You know, that lasted. If if that happened when you were nine then I, I, you know, I made it through a whole year. <laughs> you're, almost, you're almost at the front. You're almost at the front right. of the line at that point. <laughs> Let's hope mom and dad don't hear this episode. <laughs> we have to, okay, we have to tell mom to listen to the first of this, uh, to the beginning of this episode. Maybe she can comment on it. I don't think she'll get it. Dad might, yeah, I don't think mom will get it. My it'll go, no. Right yeah, here. probably. <laughs> probably. All right, man. Well, let's get into some sports. Hey, <clears throat> you were mentioning earlier all the sports on TV now. And look, the NBA is doing it right. This is the way they did it. This is the way they did it years ago before they wanted to have every single game on primetime. And they were giving us two games a day. And, you know, it took, you know, two months to play the first round. They're giving us four games a day. And they're starting at noon, going until 10 o'clock at night, and we're getting a ton of basketball every day. This first round is going to be awesome. Which first round matchup are you looking forward to the most? You got eight to pick from. Oh, um, I would have to say, look, I'm looking forward to the Lakers and Portland series. I mean, I think the way – I've given Lillard a lot of shit, but I mean, the way he's playing is. He is balling you know, out. He's balling out of his mind. Um, you know, they got McCullum, they got Carmelo Anthony, who I think is like rejuvenated, you know? They've got that European guy with uh, Jurkic. Right. Jurkic? They didn't have him last. They didn't have him last season in the playoffs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remember, he went down with the injury and during the season, right, so. Right. You know, um, and and the Lakers are going to be the Lakers, right? We 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 already know what you know LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to give us, um, it, it, but it, you know how how are the rest of the players going to respond, right? Yeah, I mean, they're missing they're missing a, a, a Avery Bradley, who's a big piece to that defense, and and the other thing you got to think about Ed, and I think with all of these uh, matchups is 
nobody has home court advantage. Like there's not that momentum, right? There's, there's not going to be that momentum. So for the road team who would have been the road, they're not going to feel, you know, like if they fought, if they, if the Lakers come out and, you know, go on a quick six run, six Oh run that can easily turn into a, you know, 18, four run. Right. But right. if, if, if it's neutralized by no, no crowd noise and all that, you kind of don't get rattled, right? I, I agree with you. The, the, the home court advantage obviously is non-existent, which makes these matchups much closer, I think. So even in this case where you're looking at a one seed versus an eight seed, it doesn't feel like your traditional one versus eight, right? It, and especially in this case where the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the trailblazers are playing good basketball. I mean, the, the, it's not just Lillard. The entire team seems to be really stepped up a notch. And he is – he's really pushing his squad. And, and, and he's – the, the, the impression I'm getting is that no giant looks too big to him. And I think he's got all of those guys thinking that way. You know, when they got into that jawing match with the Clippers – a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, however long ago it was, I think that was the point where I think the Blazers themselves started to realize, oh, there is no big dog here. We're all the same, right? right. Like, we don't give a shit that you're a one seed. We're just as big as you are. We've got as many weapons as you do. We're going we're gonna to bring the game as well. And so I think there's a very real possibility that we could see an eight versus one upset and that's the one that I think could happen because Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers are not looking at anybody as unbeatable or we're just happy to be here or, oh, look at the stars on that team. I think everyone and, – and part of that, I think, is generated by the fact that there's no home court advantage. So yeah. that is going to be a very interesting matchup. The matchup that I'm looking forward to, and it is – it, it, it is a little bit less than what I was hoping for is the Celtics and Sixers with a healthy Ben Simmons and a healthy Joel Embiid, which I know Embiid's been a little nicked up, not, not too bad, but you know, he's nursing some injuries. That matchup is not as good as I had once hoped, but I still think it's going to be a really good matchup. I don't think the Sixers are going to go down easy if they go down at all. Um, the Celtics are a good basketball team, but I think so are the Sixers. And I think that's going to be a really fun matchup in the East to watch. Yeah, it could be. And, um, I don't, I don't, it's going to be tough for the 76ers. Um, they'll hang, I, I think they'll hang around, but I don't, I just feel like the, the duo of Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown is, you know. Too much. Is going to be too much. I don't know. I don't know if the Sixers are gonna have enough. The one, the matchup that I'm looking forward to is uh, in in the East at least is the uh, the Heat and Pacers. That's it. That's a very even matchup to me. Yeah, it, it looks even. Uh, you know, you got the Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you got the Jimmy Butler versus T.J. Warren. Right, those two have been joined all season. Um, I don't know. That one looks kind of interesting to me, but but. Um, yeah, it should be fun, man. I mean, the you know, 
I think we're going to get some good games here in the playoffs. I mean, the bubble was a lot of fun. The bubble was fun. Those yeah. eight games were good. And I think, you know, the, the Suns, the Suns surprised everybody going 8-0. and Yeah. The Grizzlies, they made the play-in game. Uh, the Nets upset some teams. Kyrus LeVert looks like, look like he, you know, can kind of uh, take, take a team on, on his back, right? Speaking of LeVert, I mean, he looks like the kind of guy that is asking, who's going to be my Robin? Durant yeah. or Irving. I mean, he almost looks like he wants to take over that team for good. Like, he, I, he's not performing like a guy who's filling in the role of number one. He looks like a guy who's saying, I'm going to be number one. And let, let's, let's work this. Let's work from here and, and, and see how we go. When that Durant guy comes back, you know, I, I, I'll have someone to help me out, which is really kind of – it's been very impressive watching him play. Yeah, and you know, I, I thought I thought in college he was good in college, and then unfortunately he got injured and didn't really didn't play in the in the in the tournament. Right. So I thought like th- th- this bubble games, these eight games, but I think he only played in like six. I thought this was his shining moment. Like he really stepped up. He was the go-to guy for the Nets, and I don't know, good he, doing he played it. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. The other matchup I'm looking forward to. <clears throat> And again, this one has some some injuries that that concern me. The Rockets and the Thunder, that is always a good matchup. I don't think Westbrook is a hundred percent. So, if Westbrook and Harden were a hundred percent, I'd say easily the Rockets. With Westbrook kind of being dinged up, I, I think it gives the Thunder a chance. Yeah, that should be yeah, that should be a good matchup. Uh... Harden's gonna fucking he's gonna blow up. He's he's gonna score about fifty points every game in that series. Well, if Westbrook doesn't play, he's gonna, have, he's gonna to. have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it should be it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Clippers and Mavericks is gonna be a good series. I don't think I don't think the Clippers are gonna run away with it. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the Clippers in the bubble. They have not looked great. They've looked kind right. of pedestrian. Um, and the same thing with the Bucks. The Bucks have not looked like world beaters. Um, <clears throat> so there's, and again, with no home court advantage, right? There's a lot of situations where you could see an upset and uh, and really kind of turn this playoff thing on on its on its ear. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, out of the out of both one eight matchups, uh, probably I give Portland a better shot than Orlando beating. Beat in Milwaukee, but didn't Orlando beat Milwaukee last year, the fir- very first game? Yeah, yeah. In the playoffs, yeah. Well. So, it, you know, it, anything can happen, right, obviously, but um, it's going to be – So are you sticking with your preseason NBA Finals prediction? I think you had it? the Rockets – I think you had the – didn't you have the Rockets and the South Sixers? Let's see. I don't know. Hold on. I'm going back and looking at some of our – I had I had Sixers and Rockets. That's not going to happen. No. You had Clippers and Celtics. That I could happen. That. I can see that, that happening, happen. especially coming out of the bubble. Right? Yeah. Look at um, – remember we uh, we picked eight teams, right? We each had to pick eight teams to make the playoffs, and we went back and forth kind of like a draft. 
Right. I picked Bucks, Nuggets, Lakers, Rockets, Jazz, Magic, Pistons, and Spurs. So I got six out of eight. That's not bad. You had Clippers, Sixers, Nets, Celtics, Blazers, Bulls, Warriors, and Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat you there. I got I got six out of eight. You only got five out of eight. Wow. And then um, surprising teams, I had the Raptors, Heat, and Grizzlies, which I think the Raptors are surprising in the sense that yeah. – Well, actually, no. These, these are the teams that together, I don't know who picked what. But we had those three teams as surprising. I think the Raptors are surprising in that we didn't think they would be a two seed. And, and right. the argument that we made was they're not going to drop off as much as you think. They still have a lot of good players there. Um, and the Grizzlies were a bit of a surprise at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, during the season, uh, before the COVID thing, they were not great. But they, they really did well after the bubble. And so, you know, that was good. Now, on the other side, disappointing teams, we had the Sixers, Blazers, Suns, and Warriors. This wait, 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 what? Sixers, Blazers, Suns, and Warriors. Well, I think let, we let, hit on two of them. Start, start with the Sixers. Well, I, I think they're they disappointing. disappointing. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah because uh, they don't play as well on the road as they do at home. And, you know, we've seen Simmons be injured and be – I mean, it's just – they're just disappointing, I think. I, I don't think they're built right, to be honest yeah. with you. No, I, I agree with you. That is a disappointing team. The Blazers. A little bit. I mean, they had, they had a playing game. The Blazers, if, I think without the break, the Blazers would have been disappointing. Because I think that – I don't think they would have made the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Right, right. They were on the outside looking in when they started the bubble. So I think they were, we were right until the, this whole COVID thing threw everything on its head. The Suns, <clears throat> the Suns are the same thing. They're not disappointing now because of the, the way they played in the bubble. But during the season, again, on the outside looking in. And the Warriors, I mean, between the injuries and, yeah, they were disappointing. There, there's no way to not be disappointing when you have the amount of injuries they had and losing Durant and all that. So we were, yeah. I think we were pretty good on the disappointing and pretty good on the surprising. The Which heat, pretty good. Uh, the heat are pretty much where I expected them to be middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> are you going to make any change to your finals prediction now that we know what the playoffs or seedings look like? Uh no no I I feel I feel uh I feel good about my pick. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna change mine. <laughs> Who are you picking? Who you uh, got? Who you got? Hey, Sixers and Rockets is what I had. Now Rockets is not a bad pick. I think still not if a they, bad. If pick. they can get, they could get there, right? It it could happen. Um, my problem in the East is no one really stands out to me. Like, I don't think the Sixers are going to make it, but I can see the Bucks making it. I can see the Raptors making it. I can see the Celtics making it. Heck, I can almost see the Pacers and Heat making it. I mean, except for the fact that that first series is going to be real tough on them. If they, if they somehow get on a roll in this bubble, I could see them taking, taking out the Bucks, right? Like, 
could couldn't you see maybe not the Pacers as much, but I could see the Heat taking out the Bucks. I could definitely see the Heat making right? a a run. Yeah. So while I while I don't have any faith in my original pick from the Eastern Conference, I really don't have a strong preference for anyone else in the Eastern Conference. I'm kind of in limbo. But just to say something, I'm going to go ahead and say the Celtics. So I'm going to change mine to Celtics Rockets. Celtics Rockets. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, if uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't play the first round, he kind of heals up and is 100%, and the Rockets make it past the first round, the only thing I question with them is they shoot a whole lot of threes and they're they're undersized, right? So yeah. when they go up against Anthony Davis, the Clippers, if they have to play Jokic. The Nuggets. The Nuggets are Yeah. Huge. You know, and we haven't said a word about the Nuggets, but we really shouldn't sleep on them. I think – I don't care who they play. It, it's not – you're not going to – you're not going to rub them out in five games. You know? Oh, no. If you beat them, you're going to have to go seven games because they are going to – they're going to fight you to the bitter end, and they are – a big team and I think as the playoffs go on especially now that they're going to play every other day I think that's going to wear on teams and so they're the kind of team that they could go down 0-2 in a series and come back just because of the wear of dealing with those guys right I think they're going to be fun to watch they're fun to watch right now against the Jazz so yeah and, the Jazz- and real quick on real quick on the Clippers and Mavericks series you know Clippers I mean, I, I would think the Clippers are going to win, right? You got Kawhi Leonard, you got Patrick Bev, you know, you got, you, I mean, you know, on defense, you got Paul George still. I mean, but don't forget, I think Donkic and Porzingis, they're averaging 30 points in this bubble since this restart. So, well, and, and, you know. I mean, Donkic is the real deal. I mean, that, that guy, yeah. he is the real deal. I have, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. He is a so. – the guy can play. The guy can play. So, <clears throat> I just saw something that caught my eye. We're talking about the Blazers. Were they a disappointment? Were they not? What were, the, what were they in the bubble? Six and two? Yeah, record? Yeah, six and two in the bubble? Yeah, probably six and two. Let me, let me go back. Five and three at worst. Yeah, let me let me go back and look. Well, they, they they actually they must have gone six and two because they were one of the they were the the fourteenth team or thirteenth team going into the bubble in the West. They were like way back there. Yeah, they were they were six and two in the bubble, right? So just to prove the point that we were talking about earlier about them being a disappointment. Do you know what their scoring differential is even after going six and two in those last eight games? What's that? Negative? Negative one point one. Wow. So over over the course of, of seventy-four games, which is what they ended up playing, they were still negative. So that tells you that that beginning was was rough, was not yeah. good. So right. Uh, I think I think we got that right, and then you know COVID turned everything around and you know screwed everything up for for our picks just like they screwed up everything else. Those damn germs. Right. But yeah, man, exciting. Uh, you know, I can't wait. 
I'm gonna sit my happy ass at around three o'clock and watch the uh, the Nets and the Raptors. Good luck with that. Thanks. I, you know, I feel like the Raptors are gonna blow them out. Like I, I feel like they're gonna beat them four-one. You know, I, I, I they're gonna be, they're gonna be close. They're gonna, I think they'll, they'll be close games. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's you. Four-one will look like a blowout, but I think once you know, if we look at the box score or we watch the games, it'll be closer than what the series says. Of the eight series, to me, that is the one that is most likely to end up in a sweep. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't really have any empirical data to back up that claim. It's just a gut feeling. Seeing the Nets play in the bubble, they they haven't had very many exceptional games. Right. And it, it seems like every time I looked up, they were they were losing by double digits to somebody. Again, well, could be wrong, but that's just kind of the feeling I get. Yeah, well, I'll say this about both teams. The Raptors have the second best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. They don't allow points in the paint. Um, and I think this is where the no home court advantage kind of gives the advantage to the Brooklyn Nets. They're inexperienced, right? They, they yeah. don't they, – what I mean by inexperienced is they don't have much time playing together. Like, this is a completely different roster than what they started off with. So they're not going to get rattled, you know, by yeah. crowd noise and heckling and, and all that stuff, right, as if, if they were playing in, in Toronto. So, you know, it's uh, – every team has a chance. Like, I mean, yeah, just, for, just for that alone, I think. Huh? I mean, just for that alone, I think, you know, teams might, you know, feel like they're in it a little more. And, you know, you know, confidence goes a long way. Right now, the Nets have a lot of confidence. So yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see. You know, the NBA really should rethink the way they do uh, their regular season and playoffs, right? Because they had that big break. So a lot of guys got healthy. And then they had eight games to kind of warm up. I think they should start doing an eight-game season and then go straight into the playoffs. Right? Because then everybody's healthy. and Boom! You're right into the intensity of the playoffs. Just, Just eight games, maybe ten. You know. Okay. <laughs> well, they they definitely should consider. Uh, Just do it like the NFL does it. Sixteen. Boom. And right into the playoffs. Right into the playoffs. Well, maybe they maybe maybe with all this they uh you know they manifest the uh they put a little wrinkle into how the, how the seasons played out and I wonder if, stuff i wonder if they're um going to consider the play-in game again next year like if things go back to normal uh i wonder if they'll consider hey let's have a point that that playing game is kind of cool let's do that again you know say if nine is within three games of eight then let's let's do a playing game just for funsies why not? Yeah, you no? know, like I, I kind of think it. I like the playing game. The NCAA because tournament does it. Who? The NCAA tournament does it. Right? True. The first four. Okay, look. 
like the Orlando Magic were the eighth seed. They were 33 and 40, okay? Seven games under 500. Let's say it was, you know, they were, you know, the same in the 82-game season. I mean, and yeah, you're right. Like, if the ninth seed is a game behind, fucking they should give us, they should get a shot to play, you know, to get in the, into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see why not. We'll see. It's more entertainment for us, and ultimately no one except for the fans of those two teams is going to care. So if you're a diehard sports fan like I am, it's just more playoffs. That's great. Yeah, that's it. I just, Everyone benefits. I just want you to know I'm not doing this podcast alone. My okay. Cat, my cat just came in here and plopped himself down on a chair. Cool. In your chair. He wants to Great. be. He wants to be a part of the show. Well, make sure you pass the lint roller before I sit on that chair again. Yeah, because it's the fluffy one. <laughs> it has hair for days. Ah, okay. Um, moving on. Baseball. Is there anyone hotter than the Oakland Athletics? Probably not. <laughs> My goodness. You know, the Yankees are playing well, too. I mean, let's not, you know. But the, but it seems like the Yankees are benefiting from from who they're playing, right? They're playing – they just finished a weekend sweep of the Red Sox, who are not a very good team. Um, but the A's are up four and a half on the Astros. And the Astros look terrible. And ironically, it's not their pitching that looks terrible, even though they've used, I think – 38 pitches already. Yeah. It's their hitting. So, you know, that's going to make everyone <clears> – <throat> that's going to make everyone go, hmm, wonder if it's the lack of trash cans. Yeah. The A's well, are great. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, undefeated in one-run games and extra inning games. I mean, they're just, like, they've walked off four times. Yeah. A couple of times with grand slams, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, they, so, they and, tied one up in the ninth of the grand slam, right? A couple of days, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, no, they're playing good. Um, and you know, the Yankees are actually without Stan and Judge now. They got hurt, so uh, you know. But you know, the the Yankees kind of like last season are quickly reloading because that Clint Fra- that Clint Frazier kid is good. And now he's going to yeah. get a lot of at-bats with those two guys out. And he's, he's looking good. He looks like he's ready to take advantage of his situation. Um, it, it's funny. Like, here we are about 20, 22 games into the season, 25 games maybe. And it's, it's, in the American League, it is shaking out exactly the way we thought it would, right? The, the Yankees are in first. The Rays are two games behind. The Orioles are surprisingly only three games out, so they're, they're, they're the surprise. Oh, they are absolutely the surprise team. Minnesota's up one on the Indians, and the Athletics are up four and a half on the Astros and then five on the Rangers. So the American League is looking exactly the way we thought it would, right? Yankees, Rays, Twins, Indians, A's, and uh, Astros. <clears throat> well, I, I, thought, I thought the White Sox – would be, be better. I think eventually they will be. I mean, they fucking cranked out back to back to back to back home runs yesterday. <laughs> so, that, was that the right number of backs? Yes, four. 
So I mean, I I think I think they'll turn. I, I think they'll ramp it up here in the next few games, and and uh, you know, eventually challenge the the Twins and and the Indians. Well, look, if the if the schedule gets favorable, where they have to they have to play like the Tigers, Royals, and Pirates, you know, they could make up ground quickly. They're only three games out. They're playing five. Let's not forget eight. Let's not forget eight teams make the playoffs, right? So, I mean, you could fucking literally have three. You could have Minnesota, Cleveland, White Sox make it. Yeah. You know, that's three. I mean, you got Oakland, Houston. I mean, there's just – it's just, you know, more more to go around with. Yeah, everyone's got a shot, it feels like. Right. Now, in the National League, it's a little bit different You've got the Marlins and the Braves tied for first in the East, which everyone thought the Braves would be there. No one thought the Marlins would be there, but they've also played six or seven less games than everybody else. The Cubs and Cardinals are at the top, but again, the Cardinals have only the Cardinals have only played eight games. So, you know, it's it's the flimsiest of second places, right? Because they've got to actually play all those games. All right. And then out west, you have the Dodgers and the Rockies, right? Uh, the Padres started off well, but have cooled off. And I still think they've got too much in that lineup to not be a part of the conversation, especially like you mentioned with eight teams. Uh, What's your biggest surprise in the National League? Biggest surprise in the National League? Um, I mean, I guess it's been Colorado. Fucking Charlie Blackman's in like 430. Uh, I mean, those guys are hitting, man. And, you know, and their pitching is, I guess, holding up pretty well too. I mean, they're only two games back, man. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not far, right? They're and certainly in a playoff spot. They're playing, you know, thirteen and eight, five games over five hundred this this early in the season. That's pretty good. Yeah. So exciting stuff. Um, you know, even the worst team still kind of in it right and that's one of the things about the shorter season and expanded playoffs it's going to be a while before we we eliminate somebody um you know now no one expects the pirates to turn it around at four and 14 but you just never know what i'll be real curious to see is what happens with the marlins and the Cardinals, more so the Cardinals and the Marlins, because the Marlins are already starting to catch up in games. So right. their numbers are starting to kind of true out with the double headers and stuff. But what kind of logistical problem is it going to be for the Cardinals? Because, you know, they're, they're 10, 12 games behind everybody else. That means, you know, probably no days off, lots of double headers. But the doubleheader is only being seven innings, though. That helps their bullpen situation. So right. it's really kind of – it's surprise, surprise, right? It's really kind of strange this year. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, have we said that before? Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, I, I don't know. I just fucking canceled the Cardinals for the season. I mean <laughs> – if, if another team – if another team has a breakout – where they've got to take 10 days off like the Cardinals did? Because the Cardinals were off about 10 days, right? Yeah, just about. Uh, It's going to – just from a logistical perspective, it's going to make it – it's going to make it tough for that team, right? So 
Like, if the Braves had an outbreak, right? Yeah, they're tied for first now, but if they had to play, call it, you know, 20 games in 13 days or 14 days, that's seven inning doubleheaders or not. That's a lot of – that's rough. That's a rough yeah. goal. I'm going to look and see exactly how long the Cardinals were on the shelf. You think Charlie Blackman hits 400? No, I, I'm still going to go with uh, no to the whole 400 thing. Yeah. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15. Good God, 18 games? We're, that can't be right. They're 8 and 8? I mean, they're 4 and 4. That's 8 four games. Four. They're 20. So they missed about 15 games. So they because everybody's around twenty three. The the last game they played was on July 29th. There, so there are double headers in here that they that they're calling postponed. So they last played on the 29th and then resumed on the 15th. So they were off for 17 days. Yes. Yeah, oh, someone if someone ends up being off for if you're off for think about it. If you're off for 17 days, let's say it happens on September 1st. And you're off for 17 days. That means that from the, it's called 15 days. From September 15th to October 5th or whenever the season's supposed to end, right? The season's supposed to end. The season's actually supposed to end September 27th. But if you miss out on 15 games from the 15th to the 27th, only 12 days. You'd have, right. to, play, you'd have to play 24 games in 12 days. That's going to be a bear. Somebody's gonna five, five inning games, five inning double headers. Yeah, and and here's the thing, right? If you play seven inning double headers, sure you get two starters, right? But now, if you keep playing those two game double, if you keep playing those double headers back to back, well, now they can't get their five days rest. So one, what? Think about it. If you play double headers three days in a row, that's six games. Well, you can't bring your number one starter from the first game for that second game on day three. That's got to be a bullpen game. And quite frankly, you can't bring – if the next day is a single game, you can't bring them back then either. So while we talk about seven-inning doubleheaders will help you if you have a bad bullpen, it's a problem if there's too many of them because then your starters can't – more games are going to be played without that starter getting his start. Because he needs days of rest, not games of rest. Well, let's hope uh, let's hope baseball doesn't have an issue going forward anymore. Because yeah. uh, but, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Yeah, but look, they might they might very well have an issue because apparently guys are still not getting it. Right? Look at what happened with Cleveland this week. Right, Clevenger yeah. and Plesac. I guess they went out or left the bubble or some shit. They had a team meeting. Players talking about opting out if they come back or if they aren't quarantined or whatever. I mean, it's, it's just it's too many people to keep control of in all these different cities. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. Because again, in the NBA, you've got them all in one bubble. 
I'm telling you, I don't know how or what the NFL is doing, but if they're not seriously leaning towards a bubble, they're idiots. Because the NBA and hockey have proven the bubble works. And the MLB has proven no bubble. Eh. And, and here's the thing, right? Basketball has the smallest roster, right? 15 guys. Hockey has the next smallest, 25. Baseball, 35. NFL's got 55. That's more people you have to try to corral. And sure, that makes the bubble more difficult logistically, but it also makes it, when they're not in the bubble, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to do a bubble. I mean, you've already, you've already had a couple of teams come out and say they're going to be playing the first two games with no fans. So that kind of makes you think, you know, they're just they're going to be playing at their home stadiums. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the, the NFL, I think if the NFL doesn't do a bubble and, and they have a team that gets an outbreak and they've got to, you know, lose two games, right? Because – the Cardinals, we just said, were out 17 days. That would be two games. That would easily cover two games. What are they going to do? Make them play Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday to make up those two games? That's, I don't know. That's not good for recovery. They could play doubleheaders too. I mean, come on. <laughs> Three-quarter doubleheaders. <laughs> there you go. Or just play, play, play a half. Half of one game, half of another game. Hey, Three-quarter football is a real thing. I was in Louisiana – years ago, I was in Louisiana on a uh, – I was working, right? And we got in on a uh, – we got in on a Thursday. So we were going to work the entire weekend and then the following week and come back on the following Friday because we, we, we needed the 10 days, right, or eight days or whatever it works out to. And so – and we didn't want to chew up two weekends. So – we got in on a Thursday night, Thursday afternoon, like around four or five o'clock. We decide to go out to dinner. It's a crew of three of us, right? We decide to go out to dinner and we go out to dinner. Uh, we, we went to a seafood buffet because when you're in Lafayette, Louisiana, what else is there to do? The lady at the counter greeted, greeted us very nicely. She said, will y'all be having the buffet this evening? And uh, of course we did. Uh, so, you know, as we're eating, we, uh, we asked around what to do. She goes, well, you know, there's some early season football you can catch, you know, some high school football. Oh, I'm like, okay, where, you know, and she sent us to whatever uh, stadium there was nearby. And so we go and we got there right after dinner. So we got there a little bit late. The first quarter was going on. So we were sitting there, and we noticed a lot of football players sitting in the stands. We're like, oh, okay. And, I mean, in pads and everything. And, um, and they were all sweaty like they had just played, right? So, we're like, oh, okay, whatever. And so, we're watching the game. The first quarter ends, and then the second quarter. And, and no big deal at halftime. They kind of roll right into the third quarter, and we're like, oh, you know, it's early season. You know, maybe they just don't do it. It's Louisiana. Maybe they – at the end of the third quarter, people just start getting up and leaving. And my coworkers and I are sitting there and we're like, kind of looking around, like, what the hell is going on? And finally, we realize they're not all going to the bathroom or the concession center. They're leaving, leaving, right? Like you see wow. people pick up their little 
portable chairs and stuff. They're leaving, leaving. So after a while, it's really thinned out. And we're in the stands and we're like, maybe we should leave too. And so we get up and start walking. And one of, one of my buddies asked one of the locals, you know, uh, that was a pretty good game, huh? And they're like, yeah, you know, these early, these early season games, these preseason games are a lot of fun. You get to see what, you know, see what the kids got. And then, you know, he couldn't help himself. He's like, uh, they only, they only played three quarter. What happened in the fourth quarter? He's like, oh, that's the way we do preseason games here. We only play three quarters. <laughs> wow. Well, thank God it was. It's only preseason games. Thank God, right? So um, maybe that's what the NFL will do if uh, if if there's an outbreak and they've got to cram games for one team, they'll play three quarter football. I hope not. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Why not? You like the seven inning doubleheader. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, <laughs> I have no choice, but I mean, that doesn't mean I like it. But eh, we'll see. I mean, look, we've said this before on this podcast. It's, two, it's 2020, and with COVID, anything is possible. That's right. That's right. Crazy as it is. Oh, man. You got something else for us, or can we wrap this thing up? Let's – uh, I'm out of condom stories, so uh, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Better than being out of condoms. That's right. <laughs> All righty, man. Um, as always, folks, if you want to catch this wonderful podcast, you can do so on YouTube. Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, whatever your podcast platform of choice is. If you want to get a hold of the show, let us know your thoughts on three-quarter football. You can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me on Twitter as well, at emontana twenty one. With that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. As always, thank you for listening, watching, liking, subscribing, commenting. Uh, we love the interaction with you guys. It's always a lot of fun. And ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.